Diablo Bang. <laughs> it takes one creepy family from Ohio to talk shit about another. The Please rise. The, yes, I didn't even put that together. <laughs> of course. The Anits, they even had a weird name, the Readers or something. The Readers. No, uh, they're... Ugh. So, oh, shoot. Hans, you told us about our day, but did you have a good night? Court. Great night, Court. Have a... <laughs> Good night. We made I, it. Here we are. I was actually, I was, boy, this could be, it could be slow going. I was thinking, I was like, did I have a good night? That's not the point. The point is, <laughs> did I sleep? Did it's I only sleep well? just begun. Guys, this one is weird. It's been, yes. we've been looking for a weird one. And we geez, got it. Louise, around so- every corner. We were watching it, and Harvey was kind of having a, a fussy moment, so I was, like, halfway in the other room, halfway watching it, and finally, like, I just looked at Casey, and I was like, is it just me, because I'm not, like, fully paying attention, or is this weird as fuck? Well, you guys didn't see it was written by uh, Dave Lynch Jr. Gonna, That's was, David Lynch. Is it Wes Craven? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the fuck? This is- it was directed by Weegee. It Wasn't had a, a Reinhold feel Weegee? to it. Oh, thanks yeah, for it was... thanks. I was thinking we hadn't given him his due in a while. Thanks for noticing that. That's because he was sleeping in a crypt covered yeah, in gnats. Right? The big butt cheek hair. Like <laughs> who? Who was Dracula? <laughs> Timothy Busfield. Who was oh, it? No. Busfield. No. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Oh, that's a. We gotta come. We gotta get. We need a a Quentin Tarantino esque resurgence. Where's Timothy Busfield been our whole life? Thirty something. Quentin Tarantino's Jekyll and Hyde coming oh, out this next God. summer. Now he can retire. Um, Jesus. Yeah. So we're on the last episode of season two, episode twenty-two. And if I can point out really quickly. So we don't forget again. We did see our last Selma. We did. Yeah. Uh, there will never be a Selma again. Oddly enough, your stunning revelation last episode was about last episode and not about this episode. So thanks to no. you, I was like, oh, not only is she not in this episode, she's six she- feet under this episode. We pulled her down it, into the grave. Yeah, I would assume by the time it aired, she was dead. Oh, maybe was this was days. written by Selma's ghost. It maybe was that's why it's so weird. Filming. <laughs> she drew up door with a piece of chalk, knocked three yeah, times, right. and came back and, and slipped this script under the, uh, what's the name of the book? The oh, uh, Rules of the Living something, or The something? Recently Deceased. Yes, yes. You know what this needs? Take out her legs. <laughs> Uh, Give her octopus feet. Jesus Christ! Weird. Just, and, I, and in the beautiful, in a beautiful way, in the sense that when yeah, I thought like, it couldn't on. get weirder, oh, it, she walks Ash- in. <laughs> She's actually came into the room, and I was just <laughs> flabbergasted, mesmerizing. 
Mesmerizing. And she went, she went, what the fuck? Yes. I didn't hear the line. I was changing Harvey's diaper and I came back in. I was just like, am I in the fucking Twilight I was zone? trapped in a Forrest Gump-esque reveal. <laughs> I have my notes I had a Gump that. brain. You got magic legs. Um, <laughs> walk, don't wheel to this episode, everyone. Because oh, it's maybe the weirdest one of this season. Uh, and I didn't want to, I don't want to spoil anything. Or rather, I thought this was a, a very fitting way to get into the episode. I took the description and I took the three most important words, which are Harry, dates, paraplegic. Because it, it finished, because it gives the you the, oh, we are. Because the description was Harry uh, is asked on a date and turns her down because he has other plans. Yeah. I think that was like the description, so it was like, oh, okay. Right. I mean, I thought it... It's very pedestrian. No, I was just going to say briefly, before we start, and completely, not annihilate in a bad way, but just the weird aspects of this episode, there is nothing wrong with being a paraplegic. It's the whole context of the episode. Uh, I think there is, if your wheelchair has an auga horn on it. Thank you very much. Very much. When you start, I mean, maybe they did, but that I was just like, it needs a. <laughs> all right, if all right, I no, if you're because if I were paraplegic, I'd have an auga horn. But if I wasn't paraplegic, I would not be allowed to write a paraplegic character with a funny auga horn because it's insanity. Would you be allowed to script a foot race between a paraplegic? <laughs> And a New York City court judge. That's what I was also going to say. Like, it's what you do with, like, children. Like, I'm going to race you. Oh, you beat me again. It's like, that's, she's an adult. Yeah, she's a grown woman. I just, (laughs) I mean. You must have looked up the fastest route. You're such a smart girl. This is fucking The the pandering involved is palpable. I was like, that's what we're we're gonna do with our kid when she starts racing. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. oh yeah. So yeah, like you we said, me. that this is literally how the episode starts. You watch, you read the description. You're like, Rondo, what? <laughs> and then it starts, and it starts in the hallway with a giant double door. And I was like, oh, they're gonna do, you know, like. There's a reason we're here. Dan's going to fall. We've also been watching too much news radio. Yeah. I was like, Andy Dick's going to come in and slip on something. We uh, we slipped on something. Yeah, we did. So the janitor comes barreling through. And it's not our big old oh, like, art's a street sweeper can. And I was like, oh, okay. But he comes through the doors like they just go boom and they fly open. He comes like scooting through and then you hear, you hear the auga horn. <laughs> and I was like, was that him? And then you see, as we find out her name in a moment, Kristen comes bombing around the corner and Harry, like, (laughs) just like a kid on the last day of school, just breathless with glee. And I will like, so as odd as that is, as odd, odd, odd as that is visually, I do wish it was something I viewed in reality, in New York reality, as opposed to Night Court, because it would be up there with... Crazy Woody Allen faced guy with yeah. buff shirtless. Crazy guy with uh uh <laughs> crazy guy with pink girls thong and razor scooter. 
and guy with Wrangler jeans and parrot on his shoulder. Because I, if this happened, if if I was going to court on my probably having to get work off, and I was like, what the fuck? And all of a sudden, around the corner, I'd be like, all right, there's a reason I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to view did, that because you can't did erase anybody that. Anybody not shit. invoke the I have no legs. I have no legs. Yes, I, you did too. I was scared that this episode was gonna get because I think this adds to the weirdness. It has like a stilted after school specially delivery for a lot of the lines. So I was afraid we were getting into like like I mean there is a lot of pandering, but like real hardcore like don't treat people with yeah. no legs different. Oh like, that was... I thought it was gonna be comedy, like just I didn't know how it was gonna be funny if it went to that territory. If it got to that uh well so there's a nice side addendum to this episode. If you're in the mood for weird paraplegic dating episodes of shows, the most classic of all time is a Saved by the Bell episode. All right. Are you familiar with this? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, it's starting to come back to me. Guys, too. it's on, I think Saved by the Bell's on Netflix. Or it's, it's worth everyone's listening time because it is so, if this is insane, this is way more insane because without spoilers, like Zach Morris goes out of his way to uh, not only date this woman who's in a wheelchair, but um, form events for her. And he makes like announcements like like when she comes into the max, he's like, I just want everybody to know that she came up the stairs herself and you guys don't know how good it is to have legs. And then finally she's like, oh, yeah, fucking that's... shut up. Stop it. It's really uh, a sight to behold this episode. So it's it's worth it. But it's not our episode. Our episode beats it, I think. At least. Oh, yeah. Hands handedly. Uh, yeah. So we see them tearing around the corner. We come to find out that they have been racing for the last week. So they've been hanging out, stealing time away to to have this wheelchair foot race. Right. How does that come up? How does that come up? How does that come up? Because I'll tell you how it comes up. I know how it comes up because here's my problem with it. I don't have a problem with the fact that they have a character or a quote unquote like hypothetical love interest or some yet another form of female that's attracted to Harry. Oh, you know it. But I came up because Harry, you know it, was like, hey, you want to race? Or I bet you can't beat me to the cafeteria. Like, that's what I didn't like. Not that she didn't have legs. Not the commentary on that, but that when he spoke to her, he spoke, it's like a loud person, like speaking to a deaf person, like, how are you doing today? Like, it was just moderately offensive. He's chair-splaining her. Yes! <laughs> what, what you guys didn't know is that auga horns are magician Spanish fly. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Gets them all horny, hot I, and horny I, under I the agree, robe. Harvey. I mean, yeah, I'm so glad you noticed. I didn't notice the, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad the horn was brought up so immediately. Speaking of horns, old yes. Harry's horn is on display and we're going to find out that that joke is running throughout the whole episode. I didn't, I will honestly, so Harry sets this gag up that will return a few times. 
he she she beats him so he gets out his money because they had a bet so he pays her off pays the the other bailiff who held the door for them and he's like oh you're laughing yeah you wouldn't be laughing if i didn't get my robe caught on the drinking the, uh, fountain wa- drinking fountain okay and i was like okay whatever that's not a thing but then he goes on to <laughs> you know like he's wearing pants and a shirt yes under he his is robe. yes he is but so he just has his fly open with his dick out of his jeans <laughs> that's an insane thing to do <laughs> so that seemingly somehow is what happens because they play this thing up so he catches his robe it flies open and he's like oh no one noticed because they thought it was a maniac flasher taking a sponge bath in the water fountain? Well, that's what we... Does Does he say that, or is that when Bull comes in to continue oh, the you're joke? you're right, because that... Oh, yeah, I, I totally derailed this joke. By the way, everybody is... Cre- no, no, not at all. So we find out that it's kind of a throwaway. This is a joke. This is a running gag. Which again? That's because I was like, he's wearing pants. He's wearing shirt and pants. So there's no, there's nothing tawdry about it. And 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 that's an insane thing. Even if he wasn't wearing, because we know, like sometimes he, maybe it's like the boxer shorts thing, but it doesn't matter. It's as you said. Okay, that's something that doesn't happen. But it comes back, and what we find out is that when uh, Bull enters and Mac enter eventually, yeah. Throughout before the the episode starts, uh, they've all been betting on wheelchair races, like yeah. for the all week. Like this has been the entertainment, yeah. which is not crazy. We've bet on Stranger Things. If I was there, I'd bet yes, on we it. Have. I'd be like, you guys are doing sure. what? What? I'm in for five. Uh, yeah, fine. Hong Kong. Um, but so Bull comes in. He's like, "Hey, did you beat her, Harry?" Yeah. Nah. And then he's like, "Hey, just a tip." Uh. I'm on the case. Some exactly like you said. Some nutballs uh, having a sponge badge bath in the drinking fountain. Apparently, he's wearing oh. a dress. You know, Harry turns away because he's showing everybody his Scottish balls. And uh, <laughs> uh, so, but then the, this then we yeah because yeah. you're right. Then they both Kristen and Harry leave, and they run into Billy, and she's like. Harry, you're never gonna believe it. Harry's like, I know, I get it. There's a crazy flasher running around opening his dress, or what they think is a dress. And she's like, No, I gotta save money with Progressive or something. It was was like, like, Why can't she get a car loan? What? She's too busy spending money on Dido's (laughs) dilds. Oh my god, that comes into play later in a strange, yes, strange, bizarre way. And then we see Mac, mm-hmm. and Mac has bet, he's got a bunch of side bets going, so Harry owes him big time. Uh-huh. But then Mac extorts Harry, because he saw that Harry was the only, hooked mm. his robe on the water fountain. That's right. So, so Harry keeps paying him to keep his mouth shut, and again, what for what? That like at this yeah so if it I mean let's not dissect it too much That's, but yeah. it's not a big deal if your robe gets caught and it is a big deal as we hypothesize if, the way he's 
presenting his genitals. If you got if you got a dild in your bee, and, you're right. And your maybe, butt, maybe and you're walking around with some, a heart on. Maybe he's got some Benoit balls in his, you know, butt cheeks. But uh, <laughs> I, it does remind me of a story. Uh, if anybody out there wants to hear a good podcast, I think it's still on. I haven't listened in a long time, but Doug Stanhope has a podcast. And it's out mm-hmm. there. It's as out there and as rough around the edges as the comedian is. He's a comedian. Um, and there's he tells an amazing story about how they were drink. He gets crazy. He drinks all the time. And he was telling this story about how they were drinking at a bar and getting real saucy. And as a joke, he thought it would be funny. He was wearing like jean shorts with no underwear to like pull his jean shorts up. So like his balls were coming out on each side. But somebody okay, passing yeah. by saw that and reported him as a flasher, and the bar they were hanging out was within a certain uh, distance from a school. So the police <laughs> came, and they were going to arrest him <laughs> to the point where he's like, they were going to, like, they were basically <laughs> just like, this is the report, there's witnesses. Uh, bring in, they tell him the charges. They're like, if this is the case, you're going to have to register as a sex offender and all this shit. Holy and shit. And the only thing that saved them was his own scumbaggery. He's like, his agent, I forget his name, uh, agent or whoever travels with him, books with him, um, had photos on a digital camera of their exploits in general. And the cops were like, oh, you're just a cruster. All right, you can you can go. <laughs> You're free to go. Oh, well, I mean, that could have backfired on both of them, right? Oh, I was thinking that he was like he says that, and it's, I'm I'm stealing his story, but he says like, oh my god, like what if the next? Because he's insane. Like the next picture over could be him like doing blow off some guy's flaccid dick. But um, yeah. Oh man, I just the like idea that. of. I I don't know if it would be a better story if he had to register as a sex offender. It's so insane. <laughs> So I just love the idea of wherever he's drinking, there's got to be a number of bars. Like, only Doug Stanhope finds the bar in a school cafeteria. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sidebar, speaking of bar, sorry. Um, um, so, anyways, Mac extorts him, and then, yeah. to top it off, Mac puts a little cherry on top and reads Harry's mail. Mm-hmm. Yep. He Harry has gotten an invitation from the mayor's office, mm-hmm. and Mac was like, "Your name wasn't no one's name was on it, so I thought I'd give it a peek." Sneaky Mac. Harry opens the envelope, and before he can even read the first sentence, Mac is like, "You've been invited to a fancy downtown bigwig political dinner, and you're supposed to give a speech. You're invited by the mayor." And then Harry's like, "Oh, okay, all right." And I guess it's a plus one, so he's like, "Well, right. just." Don't tell anybody. And before he can turn around, you just see Fielding come out the door. And he goes, please. On his knees. Boom, boom, boom. Intro. Intro. Yes. That was a lot going on pre- There's a lot pre, of information. Pre-title uh, uh, sequence. But it keeps so going. We, yeah. The we, intro, we start, and it starts. Harry walks into court. Everybody's buzzing around, doing their jobs, doing what they need to do. Harry goes to do his his judgely duties. Please rise, and you get the pitch perfect lady scream. Just <gasps> the bloodliest, curdliest scream. Even I was like, "What the? What is that?" 
Like, where and could if, this go? And oh, classic gallows lady, like bandana Babushka, wrapped around yeah. her head, like mm-hmm. just totally wrapped up, and she's just pointing, and she's like, "It's him. That's the man." And that they like, he's like, he she has they, her removed, basically, right? Yeah. They pull her out. My only response to that, like after all goes, oh, these bits, I was just like, "What's wrong with Harry's dick?" <laughs> it's split down the middle. Right. It's got, it's got some, one of those carnival penises. Just full of fucking warts, like some crazy <laughs> sixth grade sex education video. It's like a witch's nose. Right. It's got a, uh, yeah. Uh, but I mean, um, and then it keeps going because yeah. next thing, Bull sidles up to him and is like, Harry, we're still working. Uh, we got a police composite of the uh, of the perpetrator. Looks down at it, looks up at Harry, looks down at it, looks up at Harry. Harry's like, all right, all right, give me they that, give it, me that. It. And then Billy and uh, old Dan are like, can we see? No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Just carry cop- on, carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Dan yeah. continues begging, uh, begging to be taken to this dinner. And I, I, I like this joke. He goes, Harry, please, please, please. I got a bad suit. I can pass for a Democrat. Oh, yeah. Classic. We haven't heard uh, Dan's political leanings in a while. Good burn on the Dems, man. Take it, Dems. Uh, and then we're to the... Uh, do they call the case before the court, or do they... Our, uh, our creepy family from Ohio just storm right on in. No, I do well, think he's did, like, did the woman scream bring out the next Harry case. Yet? Yeah, we got you. Oh, okay. So, yeah, they say the people versus... Gotcha. The reader family, or whatever their name is, the reader or the reader family, and they enter like, um, like a like just the fucking Von Traps, right? Yeah. Right, all in beige. Is that a thing? Nuclear like... suburban family. Ashley was like, take a note. They're all wearing trench coats. Yeah, yeah. These weird beige. They all looked like leggings from the eighties. No, to the point where before they took them off, like the parents, because the parents had them buttoned, I thought it was going to be like they were hustling. Yeah, I was waiting for that as well. That would have been amazing. Because that's the whole point of why they got mad. They trashed a hotel. Yeah. I did. It was a kinky hotel. This, I was, every bit of this, I was like, did we write this sketch? Because it's all silly names. Blackie Buzzlick. so we we meet the reader family, and it's a, a older man, uh, basically Ozzy and Harriet type. Sure. Older man, blonde woman with the Nancy Reagan hair, uh, girl in pigtails, and then little little smart, you know, button nosed boy. Who shoot? I recognize, but I didn't see what Casey he was said from. that too. Shit, we may have to just. Um, I'm Ashley's sh- on the case. I'm sure it's going to be but, from something insane. Yeah. So they come in, and then the dad's like, look, you know, the American justice system at work. And they're like, ooh, ah, like they're at a museum. Right. And then the someone asks where the jury is, and he's like, there, there's no jury here. This is just an arraignment. Can you spell that? And then the kid spells arraignment. No. No. Does he? I thought oh, Bull no. spells arraignment, and he spells it wrong. And she's like, the G is silent. He's yeah. like, I have shamed you. And he cuts off his pinky finger. <laughs> so we find out this like super sweet 
suburban family is in the court because they trashed a hotel room. Right. That go a hotel room by the name of I was like, this is the Go Yankees Hotel. Yeah, what is that? What like Yan- Yankee? I was just they said it and and that's the thing about New York, like for all its great art and like in intelligentsia, you'll still find the weirdest places that is just called like that is just the name is just the name of something like Chinese and Mexican foo it food and it's f f u f u d s. What yeah, like what's that? There's the um ah. Is it best pizza in town number two on like 26th Street and 7th Avenue? Yes, that's just what it was called. It was just best pizza in town. Number two. two. And there's no number one. That's in madness. I, so I just was like, oh, I'm, I'm curious what this shiesty hotel is that it's clearly called. You know, it's to attract dumb tourists. So right. They stay at the Go Yankees Hotel that was suggested to them by Knuckleball Magazine. What is happening? <laughs> so I know. So they, the, we find out the reason they trashed it is because it was full of adult films, dill, adult films, dill. Uh, we can assume pornography, right? Devices. I mean, there's no oils. assuming devices. There's a they. That's evidence. They bring up. Well, I mean, I guess we get to it, but essentially, we're at the hotel, right? I guess I can get to it. Uh, yeah, we can hotel. we can make our way. It's a smart hotel. And like I've been to like we when Meg and I went to a hotel, uh, the hotel we stayed at in New Orleans was wasn't a smut hotel, but it was like kind of like a boutique hotel, boutique boutique hotel. And they had for purchase like a sex kit, but it was like uh like lubric like a little too like a little like it looked like the thing you put in the the numeric pneumonic pneumatic tube it like it was a thing like an ooze so container like a, a, a full of pod. lube full of condoms i honestly want to say like it had a shirt that was like had a sexy saying on it and uh <laughs> <laughs> and maybe like a small little like vibrating ring or something we didn't buy it it was like 40 dollars but i was like that's as close sure. as i got this hotel they were able to fill a relatively decent sized moving box full of we can only assume dildos in, gags, in my mind that weird it's like, <laughs> go ahead you got to leave your credit card or driver's license and then they take a dildo off of a hook but there's a chain attached to it <laughs> right right and you got to be sure to wash and return that oh, dildo yeah. when you're done with it it probably has the weirdest, like a dark kit at a like an Irish pub. Oh yes, 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 or a bathroom key at a bad gas station. I, uh, I it's just a dildo attached to another dildo, <laughs> so you don't lose it. <laughs> they, uh, it probably had the most insane um, uh, toy. I think. Well, no, that's not great. There's one I was thinking of because what's amazing it is like. Uh, What's that? What's there's some rule in narrative where like or in life where or in filmmaking, right? They they use Scarface as, as an example because everybody talks about how violent and um, grotesque mm. the opening scene of Scarface is because a guy's getting dismembered in a shower. But they never show oh, the guy right. getting dismembered. They just show the, the blood and the, and the blood, noise. Yeah. 
So when I see a box and they just say adult toys, I and as working at a sex shop, that box was filled. It was like at the end of a rainbow filled with so many yeah. dildos. And then I kept picturing there's a weird face harness where a dildo oh, yeah. goes on Our your chin. Oh, the dildo chin. Yeah. Oh, it has an amazing name too. It is the most insane toy ever. And I actually never sold one, but I worked with somebody that was like a proponent of it. And they like dropped it casually in conversation to the point where I was like, I can never look at you the same again. Cause every time I look at you, it'd be like looking at you on your Instagram account where like the cat face comes up. I'll only yeah. see a giant hog on your chin. Well, Cause every time I've seen the, like the harness, as I recall, had a picture and <laughs> it's like tight latex. So it squishes your face. So, so you have like a squint. You don't even, if it's possible to have a sexy face while wearing a chindo. No, there's not. That's out the window. All sex. That's <laughs> chindo. Business. It's out the window. <laughs> oh, that's good. I guess we have the title of this episode. Oh, man. How um, yeah. Okay. Oh, and we didn't even. So. We do meet the proprietor of said Go Yankee Hotel, Blackie yeah. Buslick. We all know how he got the first name, right? I don't know. From their be they were like around Ooh, Blackie, Blackie Dammit for just long enough where they're like, well, the next crusty character we write, his name has to be Blackie because that actor oh, right, was yeah. the crustiest man we've ever met. He's he's a walking Go Yankees hotel. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, so we find out that the readers are indeed at yeah. fault here. Yeah. Just because they didn't know that this was a weird dildo hotel doesn't mean they were... And, like, what What kind of insanity is this family where they go off like, um, you know, like a chimp being shocked in a laboratory where there's like... <laughs> 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 when they see, like, a toy, they're so repressed <laughs> that they just start... You know, just banging on the walls and going mad, throwing perfectly good chindos out the windows. You know what I mean? <laughs> I will say, as as a person that's in hospitality and a hotelier, it still rings true. Like, I, I was just like, this is a dumb storyline, and I still buy it. I used to work at a hotel that had the name of an animal in it, and we would have people... All of our pictures are online. All of our descriptions are online. We're just a four-star boutique hotel with a quirky name. And every single person, like, at least one week, and it was they were always from Australia, they thought it was a safari-themed hotel. Mm. Mm. And it wasn't. It was. People I always thought, was there animal print in the hotel? No. I always it was called it the like No that. Met Hotel. It was <laughs> yeah. No Mets Allowed. Boo, Mets. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I looked up um, the actor. His name is Andre Grau Gower. Okay. And he was in Monster Squad. Oh, oh my you guys God. Know that? Of course. Yeah. Jesus. Wow. Perfect. Okay. I, Perfect I've ball. never seen the Monster Squad. But Casey, that's you're what not I, doing I was like, your husbandly like due diligence. He made me watch Monster Squad, that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I gave I you guys. It the, is. I gave you guys have the DVD somewhere. That's hidden. That's I still no, have we it. don't. That's in yeah, the depths somewhere. Yeah, you do. 
I don't. I'm pretty sure you got we a do. you we got a lot. You come on. It's it's holding a door open somewhere in your apartment. <laughs> holding that rickety toilet have, up i will say we have the harvey vhs prominently displayed on our our shelf now oh that's nice harvey harvey Fucking rabbit monster squad holy shit you know who to call when you have ghosts but who do you call when you have monsters oh that's good uh, the wolfman gets kicked in the dick and balls and they call them nards. Why have you never That's shown right. me this? You can watch it whenever you want. Well, now I'm a little offended. You watched that a lot as a kid, if I recall, Casey. That was one of your jams, was it not? Uh, yeah, I did. We I'd, we watched it quite a bit. Because it was one of the... It was on one of our, you know, masterful mm-hmm. mixtapes. They're remaking it, by the way. Oh. <laughs> it, see, that movie is... It's like The Goonies, but it's dirty. Like yeah. those kids are filthy. Like the the older kid is just like too horny and is always looking at porn. You could believe it or not, and I'm not an advocate of remaking movies. You could kind of make an awesome remake of Monster Squad because it's so insane. Oh, yeah. It'd be like remaking this episode. It would still people would be like, you could remake it for Funny or Die, and they'd be like, be yep, better than the remake of Ghostbusters. The- oh. How about that mummy movie, huh? <laughs> Where was the Monster Squad there? The mummy, the Rock Johnston money? Mummy? <laughs> no. The one with Tom Cruise. No, the new oh. one that nobody likes. I never saw it. I didn't either. It kind of, it kind of dis- Is that the one where he fucking broke his shit? Is that the one where he is the one yes. with the Iwuga horn on, the, on his wheelchair? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Tom Cruise got his magic legs from the mummy. <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, shit. Uh, all right. So, we, by we the way, the our monster squad is yes. is horny for monster rods because he really <laughs> likes the toys. <laughs> he like, he, uh, let's see, uh, what uh, you put your picture on your Christmas cards, don't you? I'm sorry, that was oh, that was written poorly. That's what. So eventually. Getting away from, I'd love to stew in filth, as you know, forever, but getting back to the family, um, we discover that these New Yorkers, these hotshot, like, true blue New Yorkers are, like, totally, um, they don't know what to do with themselves with this family. No, it's like a, the it's readers like a, are the monsters because they're so optimistic and pleasant. Well, they take out the travel book and show Harry, like, look, like this is the listing that we booked this hotel under. Like it's it's fraudulent, essentially. And Harry reads it, and it's this is not going to be verbatim, but it's a sentence that basically is like, um, you know, oh yes, a, a games for adult pleasure, like That's located right. oh, in yeah. room, included in in rate. And the woman goes, "We thought that meant a babysitter." What the hell were they going to do to that baby? And then everybody like right? just stops and like looks at them like look under the I mattress. I don't know what to say. Uh, uh it, well now when we know that uh, the reason Knuckleball magazine went out of business. It's like what kind of horny for lorny baseball magazine is <laughs> like advertising smut hotels. They mean like but it's probably Knuckleball. Like put your knuckle Magazine. on my balls like, and just like yeah, knuckle. kiss me. <laughs> no, in, in my opinion, that was that was the joke. 
Uh, okay, I just I, I was laughing at the baseball reference. Episode. This is an <laughs> no, insane script. No, it was crazy. Script. It's There's crazy no as the knuckle it's... and the ball fetish. But no, that, I'm sure it's so. Like, like where's the like, baseball it's like theme a shocker. in any way it's like, necessary it's a, here? It's, an... <laughs> it's a man shocker. God. You just get punched right in the balls. <laughs> Put two knuckles on my we balls and Wednesday a pinky night. on my taint. <laughs> I can. No, that's that's where I, I kind of put it back, and that's how I was like, all right, we'll do this. But I really did, going back to before I left, with the trench coats, I thought that they were going to be grifters. And then with the yes. not having enough money to leave, like, I really thought that that would be the punchline. That's and exactly I was like, how do they incorporate kids? Yes. But then it, it yep. I thought I thought they were playing these New Yorkers the whole time. I'm very surprised that wasn't the turn. Uh, uh, and then there's, so that's, yeah, we find out that they cannot pay the fees so they're stuck in new york that's right that's weird and then bull offers them half of his party sub i loved bull's big homer simpson sandwich he's the homer simpson before homer simpson in the food department it was a giant sandwich and then we transition to a less successful food gag harry making (laughs) enchiladas in a cup yeah which uh, was it was that actually what he was trying to make? Yeah, they even they designed a logo for it. When they when they set the cup down, it says enchilada in the cup. Oh, I didn't see that. So, okay, so because what I thought, prop. I was I was in the other room, so I didn't see, I couldn't read the logo, and I thought that it was like a cup of noodles or something. And Harry thought it was tea, and then he put water. I didn't get any of it. It's a new. He offers Kristen. Kristen, yeah, yeah. He's like, "Hey, come!" Because she comes in. She's like, "Hey, Harry, can yeah. I come in?" <laughs> and um, uh, she's uh, wants to give him that knuckleball real bad. <laughs> oh yeah, seen <laughs> She'll give him two knees to the balls. Um, uh, she, so he's like, "Yeah, come on in." Hey, would you like some freeze dried enchiladas in a cup? Because he's just pulling it out of the microwave, and he looks down. He's oh like, no, this is even more old school than that. He's pouring hot water oh, from the coffee pot. Right. Yes. I am very anti cup of noodle, by the way. Not enough noodle. I'm not a big fan of it. I've never had it. It's weak. I mean, I've had ramen. I hate ramen. I mean, everybody. I hate cup of noodle. Anybody that's hit our age. Mm, I love ramen. Yeah, it's fucking Fuck you. insane. Like, as You're a monster. Have you script, ever... I can see Reinhold Wiegand <laughs> sucking on ramen like. Ooh, freeze I'm assuming they had veggie ones. I know you're vegan, Hans. Did you ever have the ramen burger? No, I haven't. Disgusting. Oh, my God. So that's all the craze. When we were living in New York, the ramen burger was the thing. And when you went to, like, um, uh, Williams Burger? Williams? Uh, Bergen. Is there a place no, called no, Williams Burger? The, and if there's not, no, the the event yeah, right. Smorgasburg. Smorgasburg. Yeah. <laughs> Williams Burger. Smorgasburg. Why did you start yeah. that? Yeah. Um, Smorgasburg. That always had ramen burger had a line like half a mile long. I swear to you, I'm not even joking. And then at Bergen, which is kind of like a mm-hmm. indoor kind of food trucky, but it stands instead. Um, area in Crown Heights where we lived that always had a line to the door, and they are fucking gross. Is Ugh. it like a beef burger seasoned with ramen packet? No, the bun is too ramen. The packets. bun is too no. It's 
it's flattened noodles mm-hmm. into the buns. So the buns are ramen coagulated cook, cook together. Ra- cooked ramen? Cooked yeah. ramen uh-huh. coagulated together with oil and what I can only imagine is a shit ton of fat. Right. And so they're kind of like patties, but those ramen patties are the buns. And then it's just a traditional eating, burger underneath? Yes. Try okay. eating a hot burger with two pads of butter on either side, because it is the oiliest thing ever. And you can't, when you can't chew into it, because you always take the noodles with you. Because oh, they, I wish it is I'd... so gross. It sounds really gross, but it also, I'm a little jealous that you guys got to at least try it. It totally ages us, though, because we're you like, could these probably damn kids do a vegan these. one that would be better. Well, that's what I thought. Like, I'm sure they had vegan options. Guys, I don't, I, we won't go into this now, but I can't, my life has been transformed because the shift has finally happened. There's a product called Beyond Meat, and they have unequivocally managed to make a burger patty that tastes like a hamburger. The texture's hamburger. The color's hamburger. You have to cook it to temperature, otherwise it tastes too raw in the middle. It's made with beet pulp, so when you fry it, it bleeds. It is, it is delicious. The only thing they haven't got right is when you cook it, it smells more like bacon than a burger. But it's a fucking uh, hamburger. And I, it's so much, it's, here's, here's the best, um, giving them a big plug. But here's what I can tell you is the best endorsement for them is Meg doesn't like it because she doesn't like the taste of meat. So she won't eat it. Oh, them. wow. They're good. That's, that's awesome. I'll have to give them a try. We just bought vegan pasta, yeah. which is amazing. Hmm. Through Amazon. It's very good. Speaking of things that are a lot good less for carbs. you, what's good? The readers, Harry. Oh boy, the cure for what ails you. Yeah, yeah. Vegan sidetrack. Vegan talking about veganism is always a bummer. <laughs> Just any 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 conversation really takes the air out of the room. We all know why. <laughs> it's always a hard transition. It is, um, <laughs> but not this one. No. Because we get an even tougher conversation. I brought it up though, we not the e- vegan in the group, so that's not your fault. We get so an even tougher conversation than veganism. Right? It's more awkward. Kristen asking Harry out on a date because everybody's horny for Harry. Every- Everybody. Let's let's empathize for Harry here. You have you all been asked out by somebody you really don't want to be asked out by? Yes. Yes. It's not, and and that and that person's a great person, but for the most part. But that's Harry wants to go Harry, out with why, her. Yeah. Harry, Harry's not the guy. That's not the guy. Harry's the guy that loves the fucking attention, and yeah. he would go out with anybody once because he's er- yearning for attention. He's got a tight five that. He can't if he goes out with you twice. You're like, yeah, I've seen it, Harry. I disagree. Yeah. Harry, Harry has one type, and it's needy. So she fits perfectly. But is he so? So Harry's just because every time we've seen Harry with a love interest, it's always been right at the beginning. But with this one, he's racing wheels and he's, you know, like, but so why didn't he make the move first? Okay, so here's my thing. I don't I don't think Harry does. I think he always waits. And why would you make the first move if you're Harry? Because 
every woman goes to Harry. Like, we live in that world. I'm just going to bring this up right now because we don't find out until the end. And I was blown away. (laughs) So which may inform (laughs) Harry why Harry is so childish with this woman is because he she's apparently 21 years old (laughs) what that's what she says at the end of the episode i was changing uh harry like they're having a conversation like once we'll get there but they reconcile their differences yes and she's like no one wants to go out with me and he's like i i will how old are you no he doesn't say i will he says you're right he doesn't say i will he he comes she goes nobody will go out with me he goes how old are you? 21. I will. What the fuck is I that it. about? I was changing Harvey. I, I thought he said it. as long as you're 18. And she doesn't look 21. No, she looks She looks 39. Okay, I didn't, I didn't know this until just now because I missed that line because I was changing Harvey. But I will say no one in the 80s looks their age like my mom if you gave her a good cut, would have looked so goddamn young when I was a baby, and she looked the same as she does now because she had horrible fucking 80s hair and makeup. Like, right. it yeah, just... I, I can no, gather that. I garner. It ages you, so I'll defend her on that. I didn't know any of this, but what I... Really, really quickly, because we're not to that part yet, what's happening right now is that <laughs> she asks Harry out, and Harry says he can't go because he has the mayor's thing, which mm-hmm. we've already discussed. I want a poll right now Let's hypothetically say, in this world, Harry did not have that mayor's thing. He was absolutely available. I believe he would have said yes. Do you guys not believe that? I think he would have by the evidence of what we see in this episode. I think he would have, but I don't think he actually entertains a relationship with her. Okay, that's fair. That's fair, but he would say yes. But he would say yes. Yes. Because as a 21-year-old... And they don't go into it a lot. They mention why she's at the courthouse. And it didn't really, in that whole gobbledygook opening, of course, they're like, why? She's clerking. She's like working for a, like a. She's, she's in law school. Because she, yeah, because she's asking him to go to her, it's prom. law school prom. What the fuck? That's what it was, prom. <laughs> I just kept hearing it's, prom and I was like, no, how old is this? It's woman? law school prom. And from what I inferred from the sentence that she said and of course i don't remember exactly what she said i didn't take notes this time um it's like a graduation they're calling it prom Uh, but it's her graduation dance all right so it's all clearing up from law school and she is a clerk interning so she's asking her to her law school birthday (laughs) because that's the thing (laughs) her law school quinceaneros um (laughs) Uh, and then Harry says no because he has a date. And then she, instead of going, oh, that's unfortunate, goes ape shit. Because it's not, it's, she does. And I turned the page, which is why I was giggling a little bit. You should never turn the page to seeing these words because they're, because it just, it, it embodies, it's a metaphor for this entire insane episode. But she goes nuts, even though Harry's excuse isn't even like, I'd get an excuse where it's like, I, um, my sister's in town, but it's like. No, I'm going to speak at the mayor's function. That's something you can easily verify, you fucking 21-year-old moon. But what I will also say is that's not what he said. 
I'll I'll be a little Billy on this one. He said, "Oh, I have a date at the mayor's house," okay. and he didn't okay. mean date. And the like... mayor's house is a, a smut hotel. Oh, by the way, <laughs> which is why she got so mad. Go catch. <laughs> No, so get your catch at the but, mayor's house. But what I will say is, he said, "Oh, bummer, I can't do that." Like it was very yeah. genuine. Like, oh shucks. Oh yeah, he didn't do the classic like, I got a, I got a thing in Canada. But then he, but then he shifts, and she's like, "Oh, I understand." He's like, "But I'll be racing you tomorrow." It's like, oh god, he can't. As Patton Oswalt says, he can't see murder when it's directly in front of his face. So then uh, Billy sees Kristen crestfallen in the hallway. <laughs> yes, which is and... what I turned the page to. <laughs> right. <laughs> Billy comes around the corner because everybody's buddy buddy with Kristen. She's like, oh, hey, Kristen, you want to get a bite to eat? She's like, no, no, I'm fine. What's the matter? Sure, let's go get something to eat. And she goes, no, I'll be having tacos with Fritz Mondale in the park. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I- I don't have time to to find out what this means. Who the fuck is Fritz Mondale? Why does he it's love tacos so much? It's the best name in all of my good name making days. Like, that I've come up with a name. We just Fritz rewatched Mondale. the the uh, the the other guys, and it's like thanks for the F Shack, Dirty Mike, and the boys. Yes. Oh, that... tacos with Fritz Mondale in the park. God. <laughs> Of I course he lives that in the to park. Memory. Oh, God, that's weird. But he's a real taco snob. Oh, that is oh, so I weird. It. I just Googled it because I didn't hear that line. I knew she was pouty, but I was in the other room. <laughs> it's even- Does it get any weirder, please? <laughs> Fritz Mondale is, is a real person. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's Walter Mondale. That was it, he was the vice president of the United States. I know who Walter know Mondale Walter. is. Yeah, but he doesn't eat tacos in no. a park, nor is he named <laughs> his, nickname no. Fritz. His nickname, well, it's Walter Frederick Fritz Mondale. He was known by Fritz. He was a so, senator from Minnesota. So, <laughs> I know, but the point is because he said, "I've got a date with the mayor." She was like, oh, I'm eating fuck. tacos with Mondale in the park. That is, this is pure <laughs> mid 80s coke writing, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah first Mondale Park. <laughs> you guys hungry? You want tacos? Oh my God. I didn't that know. Is... I, didn't, I did not know that he was called Fritz, but it's because of his middle name. It's not because of his first name. Well, I know that because his first name is Walt. Right. Jesus, that's deep. Wow. That's, wow. So that's, it was basically the equivalent of her going like, oh, I can't, I'm going sh- like clothes shopping to Century 21 with Hillary Clinton. Oh, I I, I get it now. <laughs> Although I'm a little, I would almost still would rather, like I was like, maybe in the third season we'll find out who the fuck who this Fritz, Fritz Mondale from the park is. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, for a second, because I heard Mondale and was like, I know Walter. I was like, maybe he has, he has a scumbaggy son like Ronald Reagan. Oh, wait. Are you saying Ronald, you mean Ronald Reagan's dancing son? 
didn't he have like a, a low low life son? No, he had like, like a no liked... he had like a really great son who was ostracized by him and everybody from his party because he was gay. Didn't one of them pose in a na- magazine naked? Is there two Reagan kids? Oh, maybe there's two Reagans. There's one who's really interested and interesting and insightful, uh, who, which is beautiful because maybe as it was Walter Mondale Jr. Right, as as Ronald Reagan was the epitome of Americana and conservatism. He had a son who was like, I think it's Ron Jr. who was like studying modern dance and doing more effete things. I mean, he was in the closet at the time, but it was like. Yeah, it's just the. Well, I didn't mean that. Yeah, all right. Nothing brings down a conversation like veganism and Fritzy Fritzy Mondale Jr. posing in Knuckleball magazine. Jeez, man. Um, all right. So it cuts to the courtroom, and it's just like a fun little shot because it's just Mac and Dan looking across the court at the readers. Who are just smiling back at him. Dead-eyed. Dead-eyed. Yeah, eating up every minute of it. And I think something might... I think they say something bizarre, like, you know, where's Katie and where's Cubby? Or, like, they're just very taken aback by these people. Um, But then we cut to the cafeteria to old Kristen decided not to have her tacos and is eating in the cafeteria. And Harry comes in and she's... We missed... We missed one exchange. It was Billy and Harry. Okay. Oh, shit. Uh, Because we find out that Kristen has asked out four other young men, and all of their excuses have been, as we mentioned previously, shit excuses. That are similar, like the mayor's office. Like, it's right. Heart failure. My mom's in town. My, yeah, one, the last one, the, the big punch was... Uh, elective open heart surgery. It's <laughs> a good one. Which got a laugh. Um. So yeah. So then yes. Then you are correct. We're back in the cafeteria. Right. So now Harry knows that Kristen wasn't upset because he said no. Kristen was upset because she believes he said no and was lying to her. Uh, so he wants to right his wrongs. He I'm comes no up. Hey, Harry. may I join you? To which the response is, Sure. Pull up a wheelchair. I see, man. Yeah, at least he didn't walk up like trying to like relate to her with you know like those arm crutches or something. Give her the old Wonka leg where he has a fake limp into a forward roll. Um, but so he decides that he's gonna make it right because he says, "Hey, do you want to see a magic trick?" To which I was like, "Oh my god, he's going to make some legs appear," but um. (laughs) Instead, he pulls out his invitation, lights it on fire, to nope, which he goes, "Oh shit, goes, you're right." I'll I take make it this back. disappear, and he goes through the whole rigmarole of like nothing up my sleeve, nothing, and he pulls it out with flourish and just goes, "Dan," and then Dan runs over, snatches it out of his hand, which I thought was a great gag. Yeah. It was because I was like, "Oh my god," he's like, "I'll name my What's first son, my first child after you," and. And may the Grim Reaper not touch you until you're 80 years old. No, he said, and then if I end up, um, uh, when you can't produce, reproduce, if I end up sterile, Sterile, if I end up sterile, I'll get a dog and I'll name him Harry, which was a really good line because it was so fucking random. And Uh, 
Uh, we don't get Kaiser Dan that we're about to get, or no, we don't get Kaiser Harry. We get Counselor Harry. Yeah, we do. We sure do. So he's like, what? I all I have oh, for God's sakes, mind if I join you? Pull up a wheelchair. Why do I have this line? <laughs> he basic no. Oh the, I know the God. line you have because I wrote it down. Harry oh, basically says, "Okay, I see it. Can I g- come with you to your prom?" Mm-hmm. And she's like, "No." No, you can't. I don't want your. I don't want sympathy. And I, what's the line? Did I write down? I, when I was like, that could be a metal song. Sympathy for the gimp. Yes, that's what I have. Sympathy for the little <laughs> gimp. Uh, okay. So she's mad, and then Harry gets mad, and he's like, "Hey, you! I don't want to go with you. I'll never go with you. You and are you a little what? gimp. <laughs> You're a brain gimp. <laughs> yes." That he is says she goes, is brain disabled. She goes, hey, you can't talk to me like that. I'm disabled. He goes, yeah. <laughs> he goes, yeah. <laughs> You're disabled up here. Right here. The he fuck out of here. But also throughout brain all of this, gimp. the entire cafeteria has turned to watch this interaction. Who wouldn't? This is madness. No. Oh, no, I know. But, like, everybody's looking at Harry really judgmental because now he's screaming at the top of his lungs at a woman in a wheelchair. And I would like to say, I mean, I was dying, but this is the first time that I think we've seen Harry get to that level. He's never yelled, yelled. He's never yelled. He's gotten close in two seasons. He's gotten chippy. Yeah, don't. Yeah. But he's never gotten so mad he called a woman who has who is paraplegic because she has no appendage under her knee a <laughs> gimpy in the brain right he you know what you don't put you don't put something on somebody like i mean put it on yourself like switch it like if somebody was like hey uh that's casey he doesn't like disabled people you'd be like hey that's <laughs> not the case what do you do it like if somebody genuinely said like the thing about Casey is he. I had this. I had a feeling like that. Like switch it to racist. If something's like, well, Casey's racist because, and you'd be like, hey, fuck you. I'm not racist. Like you get serious about it. Yeah. Like Meg told me there was a story. There was something she told me today that I was like, like that. It made me that level of angry. She was like, I was talking to our neighbor. And he gave me some inside gossip as another one of our neighbor's daughters was pulling up with her boyfriend. The boyfriend dropped her off on the block and the neighbor said, yeah, he's not allowed to pull. And the uh, the dad was outside and he goes, yeah, he's not allowed to pull her into the driveway. He's not allowed because he's not the same color. And my response was, hey! like, I was like, did you say something? And Meg was like, no, what the fuck am I going to say? I was like, that's fucking i was like these are neighbors she's like yeah it's this house right over there i was like that's fuck hey! i was like that's like that's how i felt all day when i thought about that is that why like, he's always dressed like a ghost right. so, so when we moved here and I, I know i'm getting us on a ton of tangents but yes when we moved here it's the same thing like it's different when you live in new york um the hotel that i worked at was not as nice of a hotel as the one i worked in new york it was a different star level but nonetheless like there were good corporate clients, like good families that came like like we would go there, mm-hmm. like we were the clientele um, or older people. But the amount of racism that our staff of color 
like faced every day from guests that you would just never imagine no, that would from. be like what the fuck and did it you was just do to this it person? was right. it was crazy it was re- it was really god awful surprising like it was one of those things like i would come home and tell casey i'm like we are not in new york city anymore like is this yeah, jango get, unchained like what the fuck i would i would consider columbus very progressive when we went to charleston there's still confederate flags all over the place yep yeah absolutely and what's amazing is and this is tangent i gave a ride to a guy this morning a super cool guy i'm sure he would appreciate me not using his name he's a documentarian former photojournalist He's a he's black and he was telling he's he's here making a documentary two years after the church shooting and his documentary is about um, is about how racial tension is uh, how it's what is happening with it two years later. And his whole he was like, you'd be amazed the people I'm interviewing. He's like, it's really like he's like, I'm from the South. I get Southern racism. He's like, you'd be amazed at how many people I've interviewed and like how that's lessening here. And I was like, oh, that's really good. It sounds like it's going to be a really hopeful documentary. And it was less than two hours later that I got this information. And this guy gave me his card. And I'm like, I got to get this guy. Like, I was like, I think I'm going to like have him ride around me with me in my lift. And we'll like, we'll see how people like, right. Uh, yeah. let, let's do some, some, some weird ambush shit. Well, Chadwick Bozeman from black panther he just gave he's from the charleston area or his family lives there now maybe he's not from there but he was like you know even to these days like if i'm coming home cousins will be like oh go this way not that way because that church is having it a, a like a an anti you know diversity rally it's like i'm the black panther damn black panther's from charleston i don't know if he's from charleston but his family now lives in that area yeah Makes me proud to be a Charlestonian. Wakanda for life. Um, (laughs) uh, Let's see. I'm going to buy you a shirt. You've got to go to your neighbor's house wearing it. Ooh, oh, but it will be in Confederate colors. Spicy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like RuPaul. With the- <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we- I just watched Tu Wong Fu again, and RuPaul like totally comes out in a Confederate flag this, like, bedazzled dress, and I was like, "That's fucking dress. hilarious." Who comes out in it? RuPaul. RuPaul. Wesley Snipes is RuPaul, or is she in it? No, RuPaul well, is in it. Oh, she's hosting the, the event. Yeah, she's the pre the former year's queen when Wesley and Patrick win. Oh. I saw it was like that has to come back. Like holy shit. <laughs> I was, was like RuPaul rocking this floor length stars and bar stretch. Take it back. It was, take it back. It was fucking it. spicy. Nah, that's fucked up. <laughs> uh uh speaking of Confederate flags, we cut back. I think we're in an area where we can cut back when we're finding they're still like, what are we gonna do? They we're back in the courtroom. It's the readers yeah. faced off with the New Yorkers, Dan and yeah. Mac and Bull. And Bull come or Bull either comes in or he's there, and he's got a cigar box, and he's like, "Well, I ran around taking uh, charity from everybody. I only came up with twenty one bucks. We can't do anything for yeah. him." And the family's like, "Oh, it's okay. We'll figure it out." Or what do they say? Or we'll stay here? Because uh, it was like I think the line was like, "You'll go to jail forever." Like they were talking about if they can't raise bail, they'll have to serve this time. And, they're, and again, they're like. This creepy, overly optimistic, like, well, at least if we're going to suffer, we'll suffer together. Right, right. To which point, Dan, who we know is classically tight a with his chiseler. dough, 
Yeah. Pulls out Scrooge. that credit card, throws her in the cigar box. Get rid of the readers. Yep. Vom voyage. As he says. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I really, I wish they were grifters, but if they're not grifters, then that was I a good I think ending. they work for old Fritzy Mondale in the park. We oh. don't know that they're not grifters. Fanfic. So many tacos. Where, that that should have been a cold tag. Where I, I mean, come on. <laughs> where they're just like, come on, that was set perfectly for that. He ran out of coke by the end of this episode, by the end of this writing sesh. You guys don't have enough projects going on, but you know what you should do? You should take like a compilation of like your top 10 once we're finished with all of this night court videos and do like a pop up video. Oh, that's fun. To explain references that we've had to like Google or Uh, figure out and stuff. I was like, what would we pop up and do? Insult Harry Stone to his face? No, you should do pop up videos. (laughs) Just pop up. For Night Court. That has, well, we're already appealing to our niche market. So let's, let's, <laughs> Johnny let's, let's, get, let's give them more. Uh, we we got to decide whether it's Johnny or Ben that plays Fritzy Mondale. Yeah, and like... right. Well, I mean, I, yeah, Fritz, we all need Fritz Mondale. The Fritz Mondales, that's our bowling team. Um, <laughs> um, so then I believe we cut to commercial and uh, yes. we're back in judges chambers. Sure are. Billy's in and, there. Uh, we got another callback yeah. to the to we got another callback to the bummer enchilada joke. Billy's yeah, like it's yeah. it's alive, Harry. It's alive. Yeah, going back to Monster Squad, she's like, "Give it water." No, don't give it water. It'll get stronger. You need to use electricity. And um Kristen apologizes well to, to Harry Stone. But, but Harry does not accept it. But, but her has Kristen entered the room? No, this is that's later. Oh, this is something different. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Thank you. Because uh, there's a gag here. Apology not accepted. Yes. And she's like, well, well, you know, she wants to know why he won't accept her apology. And he's like, they come to an agreement and he's like, you need to take people at face value. You can't be such a pessimist. To which I'm like, eh, she's. Do a little bit of that because she has uh, no legs. She, and she's been but burned whatever. literally yes. every time before. Every single time. So she she it's hard for her to go on dates because no one will accept. Right. But Harry is so you gotta you gotta take people at face value. She's like, uh, I so tried like, that okay, before. Fine. He's like, not not with me. Yeah, not with me. And then all the while we kinda hear a Harry. <laughs> Harry! Like a scratching at the door, and Dan is just outside the door. Yep. So, they d- Kristen agrees to be more open-minded with people, and Harry says, then I will take you to prom. And then he lights the mayor's invitation on fire and slides it under the door, to which we hear Dan scream and stomp. Stomp and some more. Stomp some more, and they, they laugh at him. And then we go to commercial and we come back. Now, before we cut to commercial, and I know Ashley can't hear me, but this is a bit for Ashley, because I feel that Billy needs a little comeuppance here. It's nothing she did, but it's something she didn't do, which shows her to be a scumbag. We all know the relationship between Billy and Harry. So why, tell me why, isn't Billy jealous 
not only not jealous, but supportive of her friend Kristen in dating Harry. And I propose to you, it's because she is an elitist scumbag (laughs) who totally is not threatened by Kristen at all because she's like, she's fucking disabled. It'll, Harry doesn't really love her. No one could really love her. Auga, <laughs> auga. <laughs> right. For separate reasons. Harry, Billy's, Billy's like all for it. Name or anybody else. If it was The Rocker, realized... would Billy be cool with it? Or the writers just realize that they hate Billy as much as we do, and they know she's not coming back next season, so why work with it? Do you think that's out of spite? Like, not only are we not going to... Not only are we not going to cap the relationship with Billy, we're going to get her trumped by... (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) just... No, I mean, I don't think it's a disabled thing, but I think it was... I think it was... Because I told Casey I'd be interested to know, because I don't know if Ellen Foley doesn't know she's not coming back like i don't know if she knows or not that she's getting fired or has been fired or if marky post has already been hired for season three i don't really know the timeline of that right so i told casey like i said after the episode i was like i halfway expected to see billy do like a Harry, hey, I got promoted. I'm moving to Atlanta. Or, hey, Harry, I've decided I'm not doing the law anymore. Kind of like just not a huge deal. Not the section of the episode. Harry, I lost my legs in an (laughs) elevator accident. (laughs) But maybe the last scene. And I think ultimately, even if she hadn't been fired yet, I think the writers were just like, I like she is just used as a vessel in this episode. It should have just been. Uh, of- it should have been a cold tag with uh, Billy being driven into a in the middle of a cornfield, and then uh, <laughs> Bull with his big sandwich <laughs> just cracking her across the head. I love the idea of her looking down on Kristen like he doesn't love you, you gimp. <laughs> All the while, take a step back and Marky Post is looking down on her right. and like they don't love you, you gimp. <laughs> Isn't that funny, though? Like, I thought for a second, really, really quickly, Kristen has the same hair that Marky Post does through most of the show. No. Kind of. Yeah. From what I remember. Kristen has, like, a frizzy, middle-aged man's, like, (laughs) gets a haircut every week, but why, like... It's weird. It's her hair is really off-putting, um, but it offsets the fucking insanity oh, that yeah. is coming up. So cuts. We come back. Dan, uh, excuse me. Um, Harry's <laughs> judge. Whip. Judge Buddy Holly's getting ready for the dance. I mean, I, I dig that look. Actually, it's cool. The white coat and everything. <laughs> but he he gets a phone call from the mayor, or he calls the mayor. He's like, "Yeah, mayor, I'm." Yes, I am, I am sorry I can't show up. Yeah, it would have been fun. No, what? What? Did I hear about the one about the Republican and the Democrat? With the... <laughs> and he goes bananas over this joke. To which yeah. Bull is quite funny, creepishly behind, just laughing at nonsense because he doesn't know what is being said. But um, then the real fun starts. Because door opens... And in 
walks <laughs> confident, yeah. confidently. It's no Lieutenant Dan. Like, I need wait, a cane wait, and support wait, wait. from my wife. No, this actress has legs, which means this actress had her legs in some sort of underneath, like, through a wheelchair. She was walking the wheelchair around <laughs> because she has legs. Let's, let's, not, let's not sugarcoat it here. She walks in on strong, sturdy, speed skating legs, to which I just wrote, um, Kristen has legs. Weird. Yeah. What did, I didn't see it. Like, I saw her with legs, but what was the explanation that she gave? She just walks it, fucking in. Much like a lot of the information in this episode, <laughs> it came really fast while you were going, wait, what's happening? And the, her explanation was, her explanation was, she uses a wheelchair until she gets to know people, and then she'll use her legs. I just used my legs to start. Right? But she doesn't want the whole, like, she's going to have so many dates with those legs, like, taking them home, and then when they're fake legs, a guy's going to jump out the window. I mean, uh, I mean, I, 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 obviously, and I really do believe this, I would certainly not be like, well, it's over between us, you don't have legs, but I'd be like, Whoa! I I mean I'm just being honest. I'd be like, like, I mean, come on! I have a feeling like, it would come or, up over dinner or drinks that perhaps you would. I have two prosthetic legs. But hold on, hold this on. is a Deuce Bigelow. Stop, stop for a second, what person do you know without a limb that if they had access and the resources to have replacement limbs, they wouldn't be utilizing them every single day? Just right. think, outside of dates, outside of dating, just think of the discrimination this, oh, honey, this girl must face daily. Right. She'd use her legs. She'd use the legs. She'd but I'm just saying, she, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm okay. saying if I got home and I'd been out on a date with a woman and things come to things, and yeah. we get in bed, and she takes her legs off like Dan Aykroyd in nothing but trouble. <laughs> I, it wouldn't, f- it wouldn't turn me see- off, but it would also be like, okay. Do you seriously think that that's how it would happen? I hope that happens at some point in my life because I need something weirder than this episode. I need something weirder to happen to top this episode. No, but that was her her rationale for not just. Using the prosthetics that she has and is very graceful on. She's Blade Runner. Yes, she is beautiful. Because I hate to say it, prosthetic limbs in 1985 were not what (laughs) they are today. (laughs) Yes. They were were not so good that you couldn't compete in the regular Olympics because Olympians (laughs) are like, fuck no, that's an advantage. I've seen The Fugitive enough how shitty those limbs are. Yeah, they were heavy. Um, um okay, so yeah, so they were just glorified legs. mannequin legs. Yes. Yeah. Um, um so she walks in and everybody's like everybody else is tooting on their auga horns. Uh and Dan walks in and he's like, Ooh, hey, who's the gams? Jesus, yeah. Hey, nice gams. They're not gams. They're, they're uh, metal rods. <laughs> underneath the pants. They're pieces of the space shuttle, Dan. <laughs> Magic legs. 
Um, My favorite part of that, since I'll never get to talk about that Forrest Gump scene on a podcast ever again. Ever again. Is not the legs part, but it's the weird one line moment where we meet Lieutenant Dan's large Asian (laughs) wife. And she just has, she kind of sounds like Sarah Huckabee Sanders. He's just like, this is my wife. Kiko or whatever, and and she just goes, "Hoy forced," like she's got like fat guy talk. Hoy forced. She can't get around her cheeks. And I forgive me. I don't know what I don't remember. Her name is actually it's not. I mean that's not even an Asian name. So uh, all right, all right, let's take it off me and let's get back to the legs. Yeah, Kiko's the name of an orca whale. Kiko. Uh, orcas are from. Alaska. <laughs> Cambodia? Not Cambodia. <laughs> She's an Eskimo. Inuit. <laughs> She's not one. Inuit. Bring I'm brain. into it. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan makes the Gams comment and uh, then everybody's getting ready to go and Kristen's like, oh, Dan, could you... uh?" pick up pick that quarter up for me and he's like yeah sure he drops his so money dan, clip money clip that's right so dan <laughs> is in a tuxedo like dressed to the nines because he's going to the mayor's party by the way so keep like, a point he dropped a money clip with nothing in it which is another weird uh, like <laughs> like what is he 12 who like has like a money <laughs> clip with his initials embroidered on it you know from his grandfather for when he's older so you just carry around like a well, baseball he just gave card in it. Card away. Yeah, so true, true. So he bends down, and then you hear a, <laughs> just a rip, just a tight rip of a pair of pants. Hard and, pants uh, rip. Horror. Dan is horrified, and everybody's kind of chuckling. And then ah, here comes in Mac. Piece of like, paper. Rip. I was like, "Got you, Dan." I mean, I knew immediately, and I was like, "That is the best way to end." Because oh, yeah. uh, it I, makes me lo- love Mac so much. Because Mac had to have the fortitude to see that happen and then rip a piece of paper. Because as we find out, Dan's like, Mac, you got me, old buddy. Walks and out. He's like, going to be the night of my life. Oh, ripping out. his pants. He's got old knuckleballs hanging out. Yeah, he's pulling a reverse Harry Stone with his weird <laughs> dick. We so yeah, Dan. Uh, then we're done. So Dan's going to the mayor's ball with ripped pair of pants. Mac is an evil joke genius, and Harry's being seduced into this strange woman. He doesn't know's insanity layer where she's going to beat him to death with a pair of fake legs. Uh, so yeah, gavel bangs, gavel bang, knuckleballs, five. Six and a half. (laughs) We're ending season two on a discrepancy, but a high note for me because I gave this episode a hard ten. What? I had so much fun watching this madness take place that it was worth every penny. Um, no, I still, like, I also, I get what you're saying, but Mm. I think, like, 
I'm so tired of the Harry's hat storyline. Yeah, regardless we, of mm-hmm. what it's about, and I like, I think you need a Selma. Like, I think there mm-hmm. is something missing where Bull's the only Greek chorus. Yeah, right. Oh, of course. I mean, I mean, yes. But if you're not going to have a Selma, well, uh, well, please not rep- of course because you gave it a ten. If you're of course, if you're if you're not going to have a Selma, which uh, is of course sad, but if you, the only way you can replace her for me. Is with a woman who fakes not having legs, a box of dildos. <laughs> and is that the sum of all of Selma's parts? Is a a pack of cigarettes, a box of dildos, and, and Fritz Mondale having tacos in the park? It's like a it's like the most insane transformer you've ever seen. Put these together, and you you get. Uh, the Bumblebee of Night Court episodes. <laughs> God. Wow. Yeah, I love it. Oh, Harvey. Harvey gives it a a B. <laughs> no, it was a it was a good good one to end on. It was it's a great just, one to it end was on. So Yeah. Well I mean I get Ashley's walking away with Harv, but I get the rating because if you rate it on Repetition of Harry's hot storyline, that's a bummer. If you rate it on cohesion, that's an, of course it's a zero because yeah. it's madness. If you rate it on, um, you know, missing a, a key character, zero. But if you just, you know, I like you've read my sketches. If you know, it's like if you can throw like a bunch of machinations and madness dreams together in a sketch and get na- fun names in there oh, and, and weird reveals, all of the right uh, yeah I, I i took more notes for this one than i have the last two yeah it has to hit you right and this one hit me right and sometimes that's all it takes um yeah i mean again i thought it was is weird just weird it was a weird and the night was night was long and full of weirdos the night was long and full of weirdos and those weirdos were standing dicks out and on two fully functional (laughs) aluminum legs (laughs) supposed to non-functional or they just (laughs) well let's be honest (laughs) lieutenant's legs lieutenant dan's legs weren't functional they weren't functional. He was functional in a wheelchair, but yeah. like those weren't. All right, I when was he? Said so Gary said he's killed it because he looked like he was in excruciating pain, he was. which I would imagine you would be if you just cut the legs off of a bench and attach them to your feet. Because <laughs> that was knees. it. They were just. They didn't even put a hinge in the middle. They didn't even use basic robot technology from the 20... They didn't even go to Metropolis. They didn't even... They just went, no. Let's just saw There's off no these hockey foot. sticks. Let's, just, <laughs> let's put a dainty silk sock around yes. the end of this pipe. There's nothing weirder than a pair of shoes and a metal pipe coming out of it. <laughs> I mean, no offense to metal pipe legs, but guess what? That was never a anymore. thing, Winston Groom. For God's sakes. <laughs> Man, well, Selma's a banana. She's dead. Billy's yep. gone. Uh, Kristen's standing tall, and we'll see. Oh man, I can't <laughs> end with that. <laughs> 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 
once you unleash that like 11, 12 year old that makes fun of the the stout Asian woman in Forrest Gump, he's in your head for yeah. a while. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully he stays in my head for season three, which will be will will be coming upon us and you, the listener, shortly. Shortly, indeed. Well, to all the Fritz Mondales out there, save us a taco. <laughs> Have a good night, Court. <laughs> Uh, hey, turn in that dildo. a banana and it is dead and what a way to go out god that was fun i hope you had fun too if you can i be done promoting no never because i love what we do and i think you will too go back and listen to older episodes go back and watch the show join us uh check us out on facebook it's actually jerk practice at jerk practice podcast and Join the fun. You can talk night court. You can go listen to our other podcast, Jerk Practice, on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. And uh, you post about whatever you want. Um, Rates, reviews are always good. And I think that's it. (laughs) See you for season three. Night court. I'm sorry, but I don't need this. You don't need what? Your sympathy. What are you talking about? The little gimp gets her feelings hurt, so you make a grand gesture to make her feel all right. I suppose that makes you feel like a great big hero. Your Honor. Now, wait a minute. Let's hear his side of it. (laughs) Harry. Kristen, how about you and me go somewhere else and talk about this? There's nothing to talk about. You're right. What? There's nothing to talk about. I wouldn't go to that dance with you if you were the last person on Earth. Hey, you can't say that. I'm disabled. You sure are. Right up here. <laughs>